0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Bald as a Fact. I'm Ryan Rittego. I'm Bird English, and we're Bald as a Fact, and that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ujo, welcome back. It is amazing to have you um, join us again. Thank you and, for um, having me. Yeah. So, what have you been up to since we?
1: Since our last one. Yeah.
0: Since our last one. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, so many things. So, we obviously had the retreat, which yeah. you guys came to, mm-hmm. um, and that was end of September, four ni- oh, three nights away um after that i took a month off which was pretty incredible i went up to broome went down south lots of inward discovery lots of yeah i guess processing as well creating space um and now back into the clinic with physiotherapy um doing a 10-week business breakthrough course as well and then looking towards making plans for 2022 for some big content and retreats and workshops and group sessions and just, yeah, my whole thing is to have a bigger impact in less time. Nice. Yeah, scaling the impact.
2: Is this the first time you've ever had a month off of work since you started working?
1: I'd say, oh, no, last year before I started the business, I had yeah. like six weeks off and I went up oh, to Carajini nice. with Tom and Beck. Um, but, yeah, since starting the business. First, mm. first time having time off, really.
2: How has your life changed since starting a business and working for yourself and taking on? that extra responsibility
1: yeah it's been pretty wild there's been like lots of ups and downs um obviously set my business up in east perth first where i did have like admin support and management and stuff and then now that i moved to Osborne park i did my own like admin and everything for at least eight months i think yeah so it was pretty wild running a business by myself and seeing like 60 clients a week and organizing the retreat and doing like yeah. weekly classes and stuff as well
2: are you more hands-on like working in the business or do you do like admin stuff or that's what is your preferred sort yeah, of? yeah
1: for me it's like hands-on yeah. hands-on for sure like if I have to do the admin I'll do it but yeah. now that I've brought on Danny of course nice. um, it just has freed up so much energy and she's literally said like you focus on your purpose and I'll take care of everything else I'm like this oh. is a dream that's,
2: that's pretty cool, cool. yeah it is a dream yeah yeah.
3: All right.
2: Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So I was, of a, I was thinking. of a question, but I forgot the question. But what I wanted to ask you about was first and foremost, journaling. Yes. And um, the reason why? Because I started journaling, but I stopped journaling, and I'm like, what's the point of this? And I'm like, I don't know. But in your opinion, what is the the main benefits from journaling?
1: From journaling. Yeah. Okay. So we're diving right in. We're diving in. We're diving in. Um, for me personally. Well, if we take it back to, I guess, psychology and understanding ourselves, one of our main needs is to be heard and to feel Mm. heard. And a lot of the time when like in childhood and things we haven't felt heard in those times, that feeling can often stay with us in the future. And so for me, just personally, Mm. journaling is that experience within myself where I can listen to myself. And when I have those conversations with myself, it means that I acknowledge what's going on within me and I don't necessarily need someone else to acknowledge it, but that's of course a bonus. And it also means that I can express myself in a more effective way because I've already processed through my thoughts and my feelings and my intentions and all of those things as well.
0: Beautiful. Do you find it more beneficial to journal in the morning or in, at night?
1: It just depends what you what you want to kind of process within yourself. Like for me, as you guys know, I do like a 10 minute journal every morning, Yeah. Um, which we're going to put the prompts up for pretty soon but it's basically like the the morning one is how am i feeling and i usually ask myself that twice because the first one is like yeah pretty good second one is like the actual like under feeling rather than the surface level um and then any dreams that i've had i'll write those down um and the feelings that they brought up and i my brain kind of deciphers dreams pretty quickly so it's the lessons from that or the messages or whatever and then two main things I want to either accomplish or focus on that day, and how I want to feel through the day. And that's like my 10-minute journaling session. Um, now, if it, if you're trying to go through like emotional processing, like the questions we did in the last uh, podcast,
3: yeah,
1: that for me, it just it's like when you have that space to fully be present, and you have to obviously make that space, you can't just keep waiting and waiting. Um, often for me, with my work schedule, it just depends, but I want to do that as soon as I can. So, it'll usually be like afternoon if that, but it obviously depends what, like, what's happening. Like, if you've been triggered in the morning, then try and do it then. Yeah. Um, evening is good just to wrap up the day. So, if you have any things like any main takeaways or any lessons that you've learned that day or any yeah, anything to process. Um, and then, yeah, like the, we do a power list every night, Rob and I. So, it's pr- basically writing down the main things you want to either achieve the next day, little to do list. Um, at the flow of your day so if you're going to this place like if there's odd jobs you need to do there just so you basically i call it pre-paving so you're putting down your neural pathways before the day has started so that once you get into your day your brain already knows what direction you're going in
3: ah okay
2: that's pretty cool oh, that's, yeah, pretty no, that's cool, super yeah. organized yeah. Oh. is that how you would sort of build a better routine and better habits and that sort of stuff
1: yeah, definitely, mm. definitely, and it just it seals off one day so that you're not taking the energy from one day into the next day and causing that like snowball kind of feeling. Mm. You're just allowing it to be in that day, and then you start clean slate for the next day.
2: I like that. That's actually a very cool little strategy. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's yeah. practical. Mm. You're not like needing to dive into your psyche and analyze everything. It's such a just practical.
2: And you write all your dreams down as well.
1: The ones I remember, yeah.
2: Do you analyze the dreams and have you had any yeah. messages come through with those?
1: Yeah, I, my brain just puts together messages really quickly.
2: Mm. Is there a dream yeah. you could share with us? Oh. The one that had a message like hidden and encoded that you sort of helped you?
1: Yeah, there was one recently that I won't share. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, was, yeah. that's the only one I can think of right now rob 's been having really interesting oh dreams. really yeah he gets like full higher self dreams wow. and it's like sharks always sharks always represent his fears zombies are like his unconscious self mm. um he gets really intense like dreams with demons in them really? like since he's been a kid oh wow um and it's only recently he went into like a lucid state and didn't run towards the, the demon he just decided that he wasn't gonna tune into that reality and he just walked away that's
3: and really cool. so that Crazy. was really
1: cool yeah um but yeah for me i haven't i can't think of any recently to be honest that's very nice very good yeah. yeah. question i suppose I like yeah. tell me
2: your dreams yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you had any dreams recently
2: um well, i had a chaotic dream last night like a whole like i was on this massive cruise ship with actually with ryan Yes. Yeah. And this boat was like going down. I was like smashing and crashing and spinning around. And I was like below deck trying to put my shoes on. Yeah. And this boat was just like spinning. I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna die. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a life jacket. And I run up, up to the top. And then like Ryan's there with a few other people. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's like, he's like, dude, she's like, I can't fucking swim, man. Right. <laughs> <Ryan. laughs> like, yeah. No, you <laughs> can't swim. Oh, I can't <laughs> swim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, don't worry, man. I got you. I'll get a life jacket. And I go run down to get a life jacket. And I come back up. Then it's not longer it's a boat anymore. It's on a freaking train. Oh. And then we're driving this train going through. And then like, all of a sudden, my dad's there as well another train drives through our train i don't know how the hell that happens but we're off track and then like i had to get on a flying fox to like jump off the train onto another train like land on a bed yeah i got so many messages from that did you did you have like an
1: understanding what happened
2: i was going to write it down this morning but i didn't get to it so i didn't really analyze it but
1: is on your shelf
2: (laughs) (laughs) my mental shelf. um no i didn't really didn't really break it down today to be honest I've i've been on the go
1: Okay. So many things. Okay. So the first part of Do you want to go into it? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah. So the first part of it was a boat. Yeah. And you were in the, the lower, deck, and then Ryan was at the top on the top bit.
2: Yeah.
1: And then what were you doing in the bottom? Do you know?
2: Trying to put my shoes on because it was okay. gonna like the boat was gonna crash. Yeah. Or like wait, see the boat was gonna crash. You're like fuck, I never put my shoes
0: on. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Let I
1: don't know. your ankles. I
2: don't want to barefoot running around.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> Maybe I take my shoes off. <laughs> but what would you do what would you just take the time to take your shoes off no because like I'm a self lifesaver so I know like if you're going to go into the water like take your shoes off you don't want to swim with shoes on Okay. Oh, so okay, no okay. Maybe, maybe I was taking them off okay
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. alright so maybe that represents the deep in your subconscious mind you mm. have awareness as to how to move through those dangerous situations mm. and then Ryan represents somewhat off because it's like levels above it's like your higher self mm. so the reflection that you see in him is like that spirit <laughs> self of yours yeah but then it's also understanding where your experience assists him and how mm. your symbiotic relationship is just like so natural between you guys.
3: Mm.
1: So how you help him, how he, like he holds that reference point for you of you being able to come back up, mm. but then you enable him to then, yet yeah, save his life for the life jacket. And then from there it went on to a train, in then A train, yeah. Yeah, so a train, I see it as like the hustle bustle physical world. And your dad was on there because does he represent that to you as well?
2: Um, he represents both like, because he's very spiritual, but he's also he was very corporate as well. And he, yeah. he sort of had to like navigate both. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So that's, I think, represents you and Ryan in the last few years
3: mm.
1: where, you know, you've been doing the PT work, you've been doing this work in like disability care. Was it disability care?
2: Disability mental yeah. health, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's somewhat been beneficial in terms of like staying in the physical world
3: Mm.
1: but then all of a sudden you get hit by this other train and it's like the universe shifting your direction and saying actually we've got this path for you now yeah and you've seen your course through with that work in the physical plane both of you Mm -hmm. at the same time with like you ending disability work and you ending pt work at the same time and it's like your spirit is calling in calling you into purpose from there
2: Mm. Yeah, because the train did come off the tracks. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Go. And it got hit with another train. It was,
1: yeah. It was chaos. Yeah. So it's like you probably both, of you knew for a while before that you weren't on the right track, mm. and it wasn't until maybe the retreat or whatever else that's happened, that you were like, "Fuck! I really need to get myself on the right track," and then the universe just steps in. Mm.
2: Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did feel a, a strong level of comfort when I woke up from the dream. I'm thinking really fast yeah. now. When I woke up from the dream, yeah. I felt very comfortable and like very watched over and protected, because like. Yeah. I was in a, a boat trying to fall over, a train crash, and then like I was still good, landing yeah. out a bed at the end of it. Yeah. So I was like very grateful. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll be right.
1: Like the universe has your back, kind on of it. Yeah. Universe. It's like yeah. It, you're being guided, even though the experiences might be quite chaotic. Mm. Yeah.
2: Hundred percent. Tell us about your first retreat that you just yeah. did. Like, how mm. was that? Like for you to handle that, take on that workload, oh and
1: it was like the lead up to it. Jazz was absolutely amazing in terms of, like, the admin side of things.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and there was at no point that it felt like effort.
3: Mm. It
1: was that she just like, I remember we sat down. Well, she messaged me first. This was, like, two months after seeing me, um, like, into seeing me for physio. Mm. And we she messaged me, and she was like, do you want to run a retreat? And I was like, yep. Yeah. She was like, everyone needs to be able to use these tools. Let's run a retreat. And I was like, cool. Sounds absolutely perfect. We caught up for breakfast at Flora and Fauna in uh, Northbridge. Very nice. Um, And as we sat down, I was telling her about this girl that does catering for retreats. And as I told Jazz that, the girl walked in. What the hell? Yeah, and I was like, that's a girl, like I haven't seen her in so long. And then we're talking about talking. That's crazy, dude. (laughs) Yeah, and Jazz works with, um, you haven't met Hirsch, but I've told you about Hirsch. She works with like one of my really, really close friends.
3: yeah.
1: Um, and Jazz and I would, like she works for him and that's how we met as well. But Jaz and I were talking and we're just like, yep, they would like absolutely love to come. Um, and we're talking and talking. And then Hirsch, who was actually Megan's boyfriend, yeah. they walked in and then they ended up having breakfast with us.
3: What the hell? What the and hell? so it was like
1: everything was just like manifesting so fast in that state. And then for the next like three, four months in the lead up to it, Anytime I wasn't at work or doing classes or business management, like we were doing retreat planning. Um, but things were just like aligning in seconds. It was just, it was phenomenal. Um, and then, yeah, when it got to the retreat, like Jazz and I had set obviously quite a intense like itinerary. Like it was quite packed in. Yeah. But there was so much intention behind each thing, as you guys know.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, that like... Especially after that first night, once we all played We're Not Really Strangers and everyone Mm. was like opening up and all those walls were coming down. And um, I think from the orientation, a lot of those walls had already come down, which was really good. Mm. But from there, it was just like absolute flow state. Like I didn't check my phone once in that time. And I didn't look at the time once. I didn't for a moment think like, I'm so tired or like I need water or food or whatever it is. I was just like in an absolute channel state um, for me personally, obviously. Mm. And at the same time, it literally felt like I just went away with like my bestest friends for four, for three nights and then came home. Yeah. Because it was just complete effortlessness. Mm. And what I live for is like those those penny drop moments, those moments of like insight or awareness or just people coming home to themselves. And that's yeah. what it was.
2: Yeah. It's a very nice retreat. Like I really felt like so personable because you were like there with us, like as in one of us throughout the retreat. It wasn't like the leaders are coming like yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very like it was almost like a family type very it was a totally different experience. Yeah. It yeah. was probably, really, really yeah. yeah, amazing.
1: And that was one of our really big intentions for it was mm. to make sure that we knew that we were processing our things at the same time that everyone else there was and that we were with the people, not there for the people only. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, leading from that vulnerability and openness and self responsibility and awareness is like, that's the only way to lead. Because otherwise, yeah. like for me, who am I to tell anyone anything if I'm not living that experience?
2: True. How would you define a leader?
1: For me, a leader leads from within themselves. And it's mm-hmm. literally someone that shows up and is completely radically honest about where they're at, um, but also understands the in like immense honor it is that it is to hold space for other people as well. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's just showing up as you are, but taking full responsibility for that as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think one of the most difficult things, like if I think about being a leader, is kind of like um, being having that radical honesty yeah also think having that fear that you know you're stepping on someone's toes or you yeah. like um, making sure that you know even though making sure they're, they're still heard but you don't also want to hurt their feelings yeah
1: definitely yeah. definitely like yeah because if you're bringing about something that very likely is going to bring up their pain yeah if you just like obviously throw it at them it's very different to coming at it from the heart and so exactly what you've said it's like It's a very fine line between not taking responsibility for their things, but also being so aware of how your actions can affect other people. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that was like, I think that's one thing that changing jobs kind of brought a light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. You do. You want to have that radical honesty, but you also have to be aware about other people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That those. Your yeah, actions do, yeah. do do actually impact them. Yeah. yeah, and it's um, I think just based on like working or well, switching jobs and where I work now, mm. it's kind of like yeah, it's a new job and you're stepping into like a different role. Yet, you you see things that you know that you could definitely make more efficient. Yeah, but at the same time, because you're the new guy, yeah, you don't want to be like oh, you guys need to change this and change that. Of
1: course, of course, and there's more effective ways, I think always asking questions helps, and yeah. it's like, hey, why is this set up this way? And then they're like, oh, this, this, and this. And then if there's an opening, you can obviously share what you have to say, and you can say, like, in the past, I've seen systems set up like this and this, and it's really helped in these ways. If you guys want help with that, you can always let me know. And so yeah. it's not like saying you're doing a bad job, but it's also giving them the space to know that there is other options that makes their life easier as well.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it
0: does. It does. It's, a, it's a good way to actually like yeah. do it.
1: And just asking why it is that way. Because if they say, oh, we didn't know how else to do it, then you're like, oh, I have an idea. Or if they're like, that's the way we want it, then you can kind of sense what the reasoning behind that is, obviously. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I think that's what, That's something that's in my mind. and didn't even know how to step into it. Yeah. Um,
1: just mostly. asking questions. Yeah. yeah. Because especially if you're like, if there's a hierarchy kind of structure. yeah. If you ask a question, it makes a person feel important because it's like, oh, I get to explain something about this yeah. and it makes them feel seen and heard and recognized and acknowledged and everything. And so you're not taking up that space, you're opening the space up for them okay. and then you can, obviously, they'll give you the next step from there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Something that Danielle and I are working through at the moment, where yeah. like I don't have certain structures in place, whereas she has had so much experience in like business management and everything. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, Uge, um Why is like your yeah, why is this set up this way? How do you feel about this? Like, would you prefer this or this?" And it's more just saying like, like if they're open to that, obviously, and yeah. just letting them know that I do have ideas. Do you guys want me to share them?
3: Okay. because if yeah. you know
1: that it's in the best interest of the business and the company then no one's going to say no yeah that's true yeah.
0: fair enough how's your relationship with daniel has that has that changed at all based on like the that
1: you kind of changed business the side. Yeah,
0: business side yeah yeah
1: so we're being very intentional about um obviously still having a friendship yeah but then having the business side um We both have the exact same values, which is most important, and that's what I said to Brett as well when we had that conversation. Um, But it will be obviously a lot of navigating a new space, yeah, and making sure you have clear boundaries as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like it's a it's a very beautiful thing seeing like you're growing a business starting with like a very conscious, with a lot of conscious people. Mm. I think starting from that point, you can grow your team a lot, a lot. Yeah. With a lot more intention. Definitely. Instead of like doing it the other way around. Where you're trying to, you've already grown your team and then trying to implement more conscious people. Yeah.
1: Because for me, this is what I've told you as well. When Mm. Brett was like, I haven't got much experience in this and that. And I was like, that doesn't matter. First of all, you have heaps of experience. But more importantly, someone that is connected to themselves, to me, is like the biggest asset you can ever have because all the other things you can learn. Anyone can learn. Yeah. But you can't have someone with like, the skills in terms of being able to film the right thing with the right angle, but then trying to get them into that space of them being connected to themselves because that's my foundation. Yeah. you Like that, you can't influence in someone, they have to do it for themselves. And so for me, I'd rather choose people that are aligned with my values, that um, are constantly striving to understand themselves and the people around them and the world around them, and then all the other things naturally will come from that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if you're in that space you can it's a lot easier for you to attract more of those people.
1: Yeah, and it's just abundance and like if your heart is already abundant then you're gonna draw that in. But if say I try and get a sixteen year old and try and pay her fifteen dollars an hour or like a fourteen year old pay her fifteen dollars an hour just to cut costs, you're not gonna get anywhere near the same value, experience, growth, anything. And you save what, four dollars, five dollars? A bit more than that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? It's yeah. just like that to me is a lack mindset. But yeah. if you build your team from the inside out, like that is, they're the people that are going to tell the people. Mm. They're the people that your clients meet, and then your clients, like, oh my God, I've already had the best experience in the waiting room or over the phone or through content or whatever it is. Like, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, I always say that that is more important than anything
2: from true. within Ryan. It's from from the within <laughs> Ryan <they're lying> there. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the card. <laughs> slide
1: someone, it over, a little business yeah. card. Join the team.
2: <laughs> Join uh, the cult. All, all I'm going to say is how can someone go from being in a more head space and going into their heart space, more opening their heart yeah, chakra, so to speak?
1: <laughs> add that in. Yeah. <laughs> chakra. <laughs> um, that's a big question, of yeah. course. I think first thing is always calming the nervous system down. Mm. So nervous system, either we activate our fight or flight or our rest and digest. When we're in our fight or flight, we're thinking survival, we're thinking me, we're thinking worst case scenario. This mm. is all head-based things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, by calming the nervous system down, and the way you do that is through yin practices, so journaling, meditation, walks, breath work, something as simple as sleeping, Mm. Adequate hours, good nutrition, things that bring you back into your rest and digest. We're not only digesting food, it's thoughts, emotions, experiences, everything else. Mm. But in that stillness, that's where you can allow your feelings to come up, and that's from your heart. Nice. And then the other part of that is, of course, your emotions. So for a lot of us, our emotions, we're very shut off from them because yeah. you know we've not really been given a roadmap for them. Parents haven't known how to handle them because they've never been given a roadmap. Um, but emotions, to me, are the language of your heart. And when you learn to tune into them, they will very quickly tell you things that you're aligned to and you're not aligned to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the access point to coming back to yourself.
2: Is there a quick thing you can do? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have one. So minute.
2: So like, let's say if you're just like out and about, or like yeah. you're in a meeting or something, and you're just like, "Well, wow, I'm really in my head right now. Like, I need yeah. to like, I need to get in my heart space now." Like-
3: yeah. <laughs> Is there
2: anything like you could adjust? Like, a little quick practice you could do.
1: I think well the most you know classic, the Um the most classic thing is that you just take three breaths into your heart.
3: Mm.
1: That's that's it. Because okay. to bring the intentional energy into that space is of course gonna activate the energy centers that are there.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and bring you out of your head and into your heart. Um, they always say gratitude is a huge one because that has the highest electromagnetic charge. Mm. Um and Three so, things
2: you're grateful for.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, okay. But, yeah, I think just also there's, like, the five senses as well. So mm. it's just a grounding where you tune into what you can feel around your body, what you can smell, what you can taste, what you can see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it just brings you into your body and out of your mind.
2: Do you have any mantras that you use personally in times like that or to give to people?
1: Yeah, like the, the main one is I am safe. Because mm-hmm. that brings you out of your state of survival and into your state of safety, which is your heart. Yeah. Um, or I'm safe, I'm grounded, and I'm protected. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I've got no more questions. <laughs> that's it. I've, I've asked a few not. more, I was really in the moment. so I, I, no, I was no, only in my heart, not my head, so there's nothing.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah,
2: so now I can use my phone. <laughs>
1: there you go. Get <laughs> back in the head.
2: Were you using oh, the mantra at right. that moment?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm safe. More
2: questions. I have a a question that's like left of field or right of field. Yeah, Yeah. either either. Um, (laughs) What are some red flags in a relationship or in a friendship that, for you, are just like, whoa, that's yeah, that's one of those red flags.
1: (laughs) So this is an area that I find really difficult because my brain, because I have so much understanding of why people do the things that they do on like a psychological level. my brain can rationalize and understand and analyze and be like, Oh, this happened because they went through this and then they projected that onto this. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is something that I've been processing recently as I've told you guys. Um, and for me, one of the main things is where your values just don't align very clearly. So my top values are honesty, integrity, authenticity, community, openness, self accountability. And uh, yeah, I get, I think those was my faith and, and compassion as well.
2: Compassion, yeah.
1: Compassion. And so when it gets to a point that there's like a, a good period of time in there where you just, you, you look over it and you're just like, my values are just not the same as that person's. And theirs aren't wrong or right either. Mm. It's just your truth. That's yeah. when for me, like on an energetic level, there's just no resonance left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other parts of the red flags as well as like where the other person isn't taking any responsibility Mm. and it's just becoming a projection or like a little dumping ground where they just come to get what they need and then they leave Mm. um where both people's needs aren't valued yeah and it's just one-sided to Mm. me that's not a healthy relationship
3: it's not it's not
1: and then You get matching pain patterns, so there's, like, the victim and then there's a savior, of course, and all these other aspects. Um, And it's just asking yourself, like, is this connection coming from a place of love or fear? Mm. Yeah. And can you communicate about things?
2: Yeah. On to the first part of the conversation. Um, What do you think drives human behavior to do those things, to act out and project and that sort of stuff?
1: I think unconscious patterning, of course, but on a deeper Mm. level, it's more so when we are, again, in a state of survival
3: Mm.
1: and then our cup is not full because we're not generating our own energy um, from our heart space.
3: Mm.
1: And so then we'd start looking for energy from our environment instead, and that includes people as well. So we start drawing from our environment. And you can go into, in the Celestine Prophecy, they talk about the intimidator, so it's the one that yells and screams. Um, there's the... Punches walls. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And with that, there's a victim. So it's the one that's like the poor me, why does everything happen to me? Mm. Um, And then there's the aloof, which is the one that goes into hiding. And Mm. then there's the interrogator, which is the one that asks heaps of questions. And so when we're not generating energy in our own ways, we go into those patterns, and those patterns are dependent on our our upbringing. So say if we have like an intimidated parent, we may go into the victim cycle pretty quickly. Mm. If there's a parent that just talks at you and at you and at you, then you just go into the aloof state, which is like hiding. So those unconscious patterns throughout childhood, like 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. Mm. So those can often take over when we go into survival as we go into like that autopilot state and we no longer can think consciously.
3: Wow.
2: That's a very good (laughs) answer, yeah. Very well articulated. Yeah,
1: yeah. Channel opens.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, I had a second part to that question. Um,
0: Red flags.
1: It. We're talking about red flags and we're yeah. talking about values not aligning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Drawing yeah.
1: energy from the environment.
0: Like yeah, you said those are, those are your top your top values. Mm. How does one like figure out what what values are important to them? Yeah. Like the top five. Like how would someone kind of like navigate themselves and find out, okay, these are my top five values that I truly value in a relationship?
1: I think what moments in your life have you felt most connected to yourself? and what values are being embodied in those moments and most connected to the people around you as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The most in your heart. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And let's say like, like say let's say that if it's like a family member who doesn't embody any of those values, Mm -hmm. how would you tackle that if it's someone like your brother or your mom or your dad Yeah. and they don't give you or they don't embody those values.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you? Obviously, you're not going to cut them off because no. they are family. Yeah.
1: You
0: still want that connection. You yeah. could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> savage. <Yeah. laughs> I'm moving to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. You could, but the, but how would you go about that?
1: Communication. Yeah. So having a sit down conversation first of all, asking for their time and saying, Hey, are you free at any point? I'd love to have a conversation with you. Um. And then setting the standard from the start once you sit down and have a conversation, which is, like, I just want to express myself to you just so you understand where I'm at. Like, there's nothing you need to do or change. This is just me expressing myself. Um, And then letting them know, just saying, I've been doing a lot of, like, self-inquiry and understanding myself as well. And what I've come to find is that my values are these. And I find within our relationship it's not all, like, I just don't feel this connection in that way. Um, how do you feel about that? And they can have that discussion. It's likely to bring up their own things as well, but it's letting people know what your needs are. Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be a few conversations in there as well, for sure. But there has to be a space where both people's needs are met. So do you have like a more specific example, like you don't need to use personal, but just like an analogy or anything?
0: Okay. Um, Let's say that you... You, you and your dad,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, just didn't have the opportunity to connect. Yeah. And throughout that time, like you kind of develop your values, and you um, you're reanalyzing those values. Yeah. Um, but you realize that your father doesn't meet those values. Yeah. What would you like? Would you go through the same process? But I think like your dad is it's a little bit more difficult. Yep. Because it's your dad. Yeah.
1: Maybe asking what their values are. Yeah because then you can understand how they express their love or their connection.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: And lots of people haven't even thought about their values. They've just been instilled in them from their parents or their school or whatever. And so, yeah, it's just like asking, hey dad, what do you value most in your life? That's that my question. Yeah. What do you value, what are your top five values? If he says hardworking, then it's like, okay, why? And like understanding their values as well.
0: Yeah, there's a question that, like, just, just don't think about it unless you actually try and Yeah. And you, or you meet someone who's actually thought about
1: them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And, like, in the course that I'm doing at the moment, it's, like, the brain is wired to problem solve, of course. And yeah. if you keep asking negative questions, you get negative answers. It's like, oh, why can't I connect with my dad? And It'll give you every reason why you've never connected with your dad. Whereas if you say, how can I connect with my dad and understand him on a deeper level, you'll come up with 20 answers as to how you can understand him better. And just so asking yourself the right questions, because your brain, it takes on something like, some seven hundred thousand pieces of information from your environment every day. Yeah. And so, by asking the right questions, you then start subconsciously drawing in the the external experiences that match those the frequency of those questions, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Asking uh, the right questions. Yeah, not fair.
2: that that just hit me I was thinking about it in your opinion what do you think a synchronicity actually is
1: in so on a quantum physics level it is where two frequencies two sorry two yeah two frequencies come into into resonance and that creates a physical experience and that is Mm. that synchronicity
2: can you command these synchronicities
1: I believe so I believe Mm. that's what obviously manifesting and all of this is is basically like Joe Dispenza says you can't decide how something happens or when it happens
3: Mm.
1: but you can decide what it is that you want and the more energy you put towards it the sooner it'll happen okay yeah and so by holding the intention and then clearing any any energy that doesn't match that any emotion any thoughts any doubts any fears what happens is you then maintain that frequency and then that goes out into the quantum field and then something in resonance with that will come into your life as an experience.
2: Yeah. Well, where do you think the human species is going in general? What's our next step in evolution?
1: That's a big question.
2: Yeah.
1: I believe like even with everything happening with COVID, of course, Mm. I see like a polarity shift completely, where there's people on that positive polarity that not just happy days and rainbows, but that are doing the inner work to raise their frequency. Mm. And then there's the opposite, which is a fear. And that really dense frequency. And it's like Eckhart Tolle's book, which is A New Earth. Mm. And it's all these people that are choosing to, do, to go in rather than to go out. And that's kind of splitting it into two. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: and it will literally be like two different worlds, like two different planes of existence, but on the same world. Because, again, it's like a frequency thing, so we just, the people that are on that high frequency will literally just not be in resonance with the people in the lower frequency, so you won't even, like, bump into them and see them and things. It's just, like, two different worlds symbiotically moving together.
2: Do you read the Cannon's Canon's work?
1: A little bit, back in the day.
2: Okay, yeah, because yeah. he talks about an actual splitting, like, there'd be a 5D Earth, like, the New Earth, yeah. like, in the, in, the, um, in the Bible prophecy, Yeah, and also... Um, the 3D earth which actually break away. Yeah. So people will just disappear from your reality. Yeah. And that's like in the Bible as well. It's like Jesus was saying that two will be in a bed and one will disappear. Two will be in the field and one will come back and they'll, it was just like yeah. ah, now that's kind of a okay. line. Yeah. It but it's make hard to picture yeah. that like an actual splitting shift, you know?
1: Of course. Yeah. But I think it'll be like you know, like a holo- like the holographic universe kind of thing mm. where it's, it's literally just like those particles will be moving so fast mm. that it'll literally just it'll evaporate into itself yeah yeah and it's that that density of the 3d world will just stay here as mm. like physical form
2: wow I don't know. you reckon that's happening right now
1: yeah it's like a gradual process
2: Wish we would hurry up <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to go i think of these man notes, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> Done.
0: <laughs> but isn't that potential that it might take like 30 40 years because technically like if you're in that 5d kind of realm mm. Like time is totally different to time. Oh, in three-dimensional yeah. That's right? the
1: thing as well. And also the fifth dimension is like unconditional love. And so if we shift into the five D, then we have to literally clear out our vessels from anything that is causing fear within us and then we will transcend the physical reality and shift into that. Mm. Which, yeah, I don't know how long that would take.
0: Yeah. This is yeah. Kind of yeah. It's kinda interesting. Of it's kinda like I'm yeah. um, going back to that manifestation stuff. And then you, you said that like um You have to detach from like you the more energy that you put in
3: yeah
0: um is will bring your reality to you a little bit faster i find that a little bit difficult because it's kind of like you putting in that energy Mm -hmm. but like how do you put in that energy without putting your putting yourself in a position of lack because you're giving out like the frequency to the universe like i want this i want this that means i don't have this right now
1: yeah but it's believing that you already have it so example was when i was in broom two weeks ago yeah um I woke up one day and we were, yeah, we we're on Cable Beach. And I said to Rob, I was like, "Something's going to happen today where, like, my purpose clicks together, like the next path of my, like, part of it." And we listened to a podcast, Aubrey Marcus and Rob Dial, um, that day. And Rob Dial, like, he coaches, coaches on like setting up their businesses and their mindset and all these different things. But the podcast he did with Aubrey Marcus was like very heart based, and I just felt complete resonance with that. And so I said to Rob, I was like, I'm going to get mentored by Rob Dahl. Like, I'm going to get mentored by Rob Dahl. And he was like, yeah, okay, like, if that's what you want to do, you will get it. And so anyway, we came home and through like just an absolute synchronicity of events, I believed that I was going to manifest that, of course. And what happened was that I went onto to Rob Dahl's Instagram page and then I found like his Facebook page. Um, and I registered for a free four-day workshop that he had run about how to set up like your ideal client and everything like that. Um, But it was in September. yeah. So then I scrolled down on his Facebook page to September and I found the content of the four workshops and I watched it all because it was all on on, like things that I need in my business right now and that I'm looking for. Um, And then at the end of the fourth one there was a little bit that they said at the end and it was like, we're launching 100 coaching calls with our team um, and you have to put an application and we'll review it to see if you're a candidate. And that was obviously in September and I came back at the end of October pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I put in an application anyway, I was like, there's nothing to lose in this. And then that afternoon I got an email saying that I, my application had been successful and I got the last coaching call for that. And then I had the coaching call two days after and this whole time I was believing that I was gonna be mentored by Rob Dell. Like there was not an ounce of doubt in my mind. Okay. At all. And then had the coaching call and then was offered a space in his business breakthrough program and he does online coaching in those sessions.
0: So there has to be, has to be action as well, <coughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, have to you have to surpass the doubt. So the doubt cannot be a thought in your mind.
1: No. Because like you say, if you say I want this, then that means it's separate from you. But if you already see yourself moving into it, then you will start taking actions that align with that. Yeah. 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 But you have to obviously take those actions. Oh, okay. You can't just sit in your like one bedroom house and be like, oh, I want a Maserati. And it just happens. And then it happens. Some, I don't know, for some people it might, but um, yeah. obviously your actions have to align with your intentions. Yeah. And the other
0: way around as well. Maybe that's what happens when you're in the 5D. Maybe. Yeah. No, but that's that's interesting it's kind of like even though the, they say like every a lot of people preach about the law of attraction mm. but like it's kind of some of those things where the law of attraction even though you're manifesting it also involves action
1: yeah and a lot of people don't realize that okay, yeah they literally write their manifestation list under the moon and stars and put their crystal on it and then they go back to just like binge watching TV and you're like it's not like a tooth fairy that comes and like gives you a dollar. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, there is a lot of action involved. But for me, my intuition just guides me to the steps. Like I don't think about it. It's just mm-hmm. like, I know it's like you're floating down a stream. And if you don't know where your end point is, you just go with whatever's happening. And you just go wishy-washy everywhere.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and if you get too fixated on like, I want that, then you won't let the flow of the universe take you. Like I won't then if I see, oh the the talk was in September, I'm just like, Oh, never mind. But then my intuition was like, No, just keep following this. And it's just following that energetic trail where you feel that synchronistic kind of feeling where you're like something clicked and then you take the next step after that because that to me is like the universe guiding you through that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting, but how do you how do you get to a point where you you trust into your intuition so much so that like there's nothing else that matters at that point? You just totally and fully trust your intuition. Yeah. Like how does how does someone come to that point?
1: I think it starts small, like really small. Like the other day, Rob had an intuitive voice come in, and he was trying to tune into his more, and it was like a whisper. And he was leaving his car, and it, like the voice in his he was like, take your bag inside with you in case you want to read your book. And he was like, nah, i probably read it tomorrow. That's fine. And he ignored it. And then he went in. And then the next morning he went out. And someone had smashed through his car and taken the bag. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Damn,
3: okay. And so it's... Yeah,
1: at, at
2: work? In Osborne Park? No, yeah. at home. At home?
1: Yeah. So he parked on the street that day. Yeah.
2: In that classy area. Yeah. Oh, damn. That is...
1: Yeah. And so he even said he was like, that day I just didn't listen to my intuition. And so starting small and setting like a little intention, like to hear the whispers. But I think a big part of it is quietening the mind. Yeah. And for me, the more connected I am to my heart, that is my intuition.
3: Yeah.
1: So when an emotion comes up that takes me out of my heart, that takes me into fear and survival and stress, I process through that emotion and I come back to my heart and that's my intuition. And then that guides me.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's like my center point.
0: Okay. I think were, I'm think not sure where I read this one. There was like a, they were teaching people how to intu- tune themselves into their intuition. And it was like, you start with like the most basic things, like um, just asking them a small question, yeah. asking your brain a small question. Yeah.
1: Like, should I have tea or coffee? Yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: then one will just like be a feeling and one will be a thought.
0: Yes. Yeah. But it's trusting that feeling that's difficult. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Because everything in your brain, like as a kid, if you had an intuitive feeling that someone was in the room and then you told your mum. And they're like, no, no, nothing's there. Then you're like, oh, okay, never mind. But if there was like a spirit or something, obviously we're so shut off from our like third eye, intuit- and that's where our intuitive center is, which is our like spirit self. And so it's bringing down all those layers that have then been put on top and we've suppressed that part of ourself and coming back to it. And yeah. to me, that's through these processing the triggers and the emotions and things.
0: Yeah, so if, you, so if you were taught how to like process this emotion, when you're really young. Pretty much everyone would be very, very in
1: tune with the yeah. intuition. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, Because Interesting. what is the first thing that happens when that intuitive feeling comes in? You get 10 more feelings of doubt, fear, uncertainty. I should do this. No, I don't have time for that. Like the mind just kicks straight in. Yeah. And so if you start assessing those belief systems, and this is like... What I do with all my clients, what I do with Rob, my, myself especially, is say if that intuitive voice comes in and then you feel it step back and everything else rush in, yeah. it's about asking yourself what voice came in, what was said. So it's like, if it's like, oh, there's no time, then it's like, who's told you there's no time? Like, where is this feeling of impatience coming from? And why is like rushing through this more important than like actually listening to it? And there may be times in your life where you've been told these things. So it's sorting through these things and asking yourself if they're belief systems that you still want to hold or if you'd rather choose your heart space. And the more you like choose that and then something clicks and aligns and the synchronicity yeah. falls together, that builds energy in itself and momentum.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So it ends up just kind of rolling onto each other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that snowball feeling but in a really positive
0: direction. Well, yeah. Let's say you have no idea <coughs> what your what your belief system are, belief systems are that are impeding your, your growth. Mm. How would you decipher what your belief systems are and what the belief systems that are impeding you from getting to where you want to be?
1: It's literally just that. So say if you have a really inspired, exciting idea that comes yeah. up, it's catching the thoughts that come straight after. You're not good enough. It'll take too long you don't have much time, you don't have enough money, whatever it is. Yeah. Those are your belief systems. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's your unconscious, that's your
0: 95%. Interesting. So those, are like the, those first questions are your core belief systems that impede on that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh,
2: what are some really good questions, open questions, you could use to get to, get to know someone better? Mm. Giving of those, yeah, handy.
1: I think. What are you most passionate about? It's always a nice one. Yeah. Rather than saying what do you do for work, you know. True. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. What lights you up? Mm. What's been the highlight of your day, week, month, year? Um, what's your favourite quality about yourself? Mm. Yeah. What's what moment have you felt most connected to yourself or the people around you?
2: They're very nice questions, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Love it, love it. Um, I think I wanted to ask you as well, what could something that men can do to get in touch with their feminine side more? Yeah. Or to start breaking open that right side of the brain?
1: Yeah, I think movement. Movement, movement. is an awesome practice. And mm. movement in a way where you don't have to think. So it's not like doing reps and sets and stuff, mm. but literally just moving your body. And so lots of people obviously go to yoga and things like that. Um, I find locomotion And there's, like, primal movement patterning and things where you have to coordinate your body. Um, Mm. That really activates your other hemisphere, your movement hemisphere. Primal movement? Yeah. It's what Rob did on the retreat where you do, like, different patterns and things. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, and it just – you see your body as a vessel of, like, just movement and play and fun Mm. rather than – Obviously, looking in the mirror and being like, all right, I need to cut this much and body fat and whatever else it is yeah it's just being in that playful state
3: yeah mm.
2: and um, when it comes to things like neuroplasticity, mm. how do we do things like rewire our brains like if we have a bad habit that we really want to get rid of or just change the wiring, how do you get into that yeah. neuroplasticity state. state yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find a way to articulate like that That was fun and that was: uh,
1: neuroplastic no. Yeah, the rewiring. Rewiring. Yeah. 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 So, say if it's the same thing with a physical thing as it is with a mental, emotional thing, and this is where mm. my physio practice and the emotional side really come together. But if you Im- imagine that you've picked up this really, um, what's the word for it, like a suboptimal movement pattern or thought pr- pattern as mm. well, you imagine that's like the freeway in your brain. Yeah, like six lane freeway, and it yeah. takes one second to shoot down there. Whereas if you then think about this little tiny dirt road, which is actually the optimal movement pattern or mm. the opti- optimal thought pattern, yep. what it is, is it's of course, neurons that wire together, fire together. And mm. so it's making this highway, or actually making the dirt road into the highway. And so of okay. course repetition is most important. Mm. So firing it over and over again and really feeling it as well. Yeah. So. It's the same thing as your bicep. The more times you you flex your bicep, the stronger it gets.
2: The conscious effort.
1: Of course. And so it is bringing that 5% of your conscious brain into it. And that's where like morning and night routines are really good. For me personally, I don't use affirmations. I need to like really practically solidify something. Um, But action steps as well.
3: Mm.
1: So what's one action I can do today to move closer to this new thought pattern or belief system or movement pattern? Mm and then just reinstating it over and over and over again.
2: Nice. Do you have any journal prompts you could share with us? People getting started just, just to, I don't know, questions they can ask themselves to write down? No. Or is that like an exclusive thing you're dropping later? No, that's
1: fine. That's, <laughs> it was pretty much what I said at the start. Yeah. Um, journal prompts wise, obviously there's different things, like the life audit one that I have on Instagram, that's yeah. like your four pillars of life, relationships, personal, um, health, and work or purpose mm. and it's basically writing the ideal state of it like absolute best state of it the current state of it being really completely honest with yourself yeah and one step you can take to get closer to that part of yourself mm. um that's obviously a bigger one if you want a smaller one what i said at the start like the morning and evening ones mm. just ask yourself how you're feeling yeah. what your intentions for the day are two steps that you want to put in place that day
0: Awesome! Yeah. Um, I did that yeah. one Sunday actually. Was it yeah, the life water. Yeah, yeah. How did that go? Really well, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I yeah, think, think I did it on Sunday. I think it was um, it was something. I think it was one of the the smallest things that I implemented. It was like oh, no, I'm not drinking enough water. Yeah. And I did it on a Sunday. I was like, okay, cool, and and that prompted me to drink so so much water throughout the week. And yeah. I was like, damn, like this is crazy. Like just implementing like such little things. Yeah. And like just I think. That uh, brought an awareness in terms of like writing down, yeah. like brings it brings it out of your mind and yeah. into like
1: physical form. Physical
0: form, yeah, is way more powerful than just kind of like note, like yeah, just yeah. sticking it off in your brain.
1: Literally, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And when you're writing, like the physical act of writing, because that's your motor cortex as well, that's the left hemisphere of your brain, and that's more your analytical, rational reasoning. And so that's where your action comes from as well. Yeah. Whereas thinking is more part of your right hemisphere, which is just like allowing things to swell through. Ah. And so there's like, a, there's psychology behind it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's also just drinking more water that week. You've built so much more trust within yourself because it's that thing that you've always known that you need to do, yeah. but by taking action on it, you've taken a step towards your health and your best self and your heart and nurturing yourself, Yeah. which is amazing. So powerful.
0: Yeah, it was powerful. Yeah. And like, because recently I've been kind of journaling on like Penzu, like mm-hmm. it's kind of like an app. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like moving it over to like an actual journal. But yeah. like
1: I've gone through like 30 journals probably. Oh, really? Yeah. There's nothing better than just like writing. Yeah. But like, I, don't I know, know it's like, convenience, it's of course. Convenience, but yeah. then you get yourself like a really nice journal and then every morning it's already sitting there. So you just sit down, write a few things down and then you go.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's yeah. up to you. It's obviously just personal choice, but yeah. For me personally I just I find it then you just brain dump and then it's yeah. gone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I found the journal I found writing it down very beneficial because the only reason I use penzi is because every couple of months like you get like a notification. <coughs> like, oh so this is what you wrote on this day, this is what oh, wrote, that's blah blah nice. blah. Yeah. So it kinda gives me a t- chance to kind of refl- touch yeah, touch base yep. and reflect on that. But then again, I can do the exact same thing. You could put a note on your phone and yeah. remind
1: you. <laughs> and yeah. be like check date of this journal. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was I think yeah, I think that that was a yeah, that was a very powerful thing. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that every Sunday. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And even if you just break it down and you do like the main part that you're trying to change and then once a month or once every six weeks you do like a full life review, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just makes it like just tangible, just easy.
0: Yeah. Actually, another one that I wrote was in regards to friendships and relationships that I didn't even think about. It was like um, connection with like just connection with friends. Yeah. Um, and then I think I wrote it down, and s- uh, sometime during the week, I said set, set a goal that I'm just gonna randomly call two friends on my on my friend list yeah. and just see what happens.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, like I did one yesterday and one like sometime in the middle of the week. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So this is actually like, even I think even though I wrote it down and I kind not I kind of forgot about it.
1: Yeah. it was, something
0: triggered me to like do it throughout the week yeah, anyway.
1: That's epic. Like just like in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's bring, And it's also to me personally, it's very easy to think of your life as like, it's kind of already in that ideal state where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll drink more water soon and yeah. I'll do call the friends soon. And it's always soon. But like to, be radically honest with yourself and it's like I had two glasses of water today even though at the back of my mind I'm like, oh, I'm going to drink more water at some point.
3: Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, soon. <laughs> Why I like that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just soon and
1: then like you you put your your trust within yourself on like a future experience
3: Yeah.
1: and there's no action on it. But then mm. like taking a snapshot and it's really interesting when you write like where I'm currently at and you write the things down and then you're like, wait, no, I, I said I was going to have like – I don't know, do meal prep on Sunday. I didn't do any meal preps on Sunday. It's like, okay, what's actually going on? And you actually just have that self-accountability as well, which I think is super important. Okay. Yeah.
0: So what about like the, the the action that you said you were going to take, but you didn't take? Yeah. What would you do about that the next week?
1: So then I have like, well, I have a little notes app on my phone. Yeah. Like the one I showed you. And I put my five actions on there or my three actions, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So then any spare moment that I have, that's the first list that I go to. Okay. So it just kind of slots into life.
3: Ah, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So it's not very often that I wouldn't do it. It's more just if I haven't done like a life audit and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, like in, in the future at some point I'm going to do all these things.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Was That's this a radical transformation on your behalf? Like when you started the business, you start taking all these things more seriously or was it like a, a slow incline?
1: No, it was a slow incline. Oh, really? For sure. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. since literally 2018. Oh well. Wow. All these different tools, all these, and I drop off. I mm. I very much drop off. Like, yeah. there's periods of time where I'm just like, not doing my night routine, and I wake up and I'm like frazzled, and and it takes like I'm human as well. Yeah. And it's just knowing that like consistency takes work, mm. and there's going to be periods of your time where like you feel like you don't have the capacity for it, and of course we all know that's when you need it the most. But it's being compassionate to yourself in those times as mm. well. Um, but it's like you can even get a whiteboard and write down like my toolkit and then you have all your different tools that are in your toolkit. Like your yeah. meditation, journaling, podcast, audio book, whatever it is. And then when you get into that state, it's really sometimes hard to like remember how you can generate your own energy. Yeah. And so you just look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I can have a cup of tea and like just ch- like just relax True. if I want.
2: Yeah, because I always heard like those phenomenon when I was in sales that the best salespeople were, were the actual teachers. Yeah. Because you actually learn so much more by teaching. Mm. And I was thinking of ways like, how can people go from a transitioning of student to teacher or from, damn it.
1: No, also, um,
2: from follower to leader.
1: Yeah, I yeah. get what you mean. Yeah. I think everyone's a teacher. I think mm. any lived experience that you have, you can share about because you've had it. Mm. It's not that you need a degree in it or anything. Mm. It's that you like, like, and it's not telling someone how to live their life. It's like, oh, I went through that as well and this is a tool that I used. Mm. And it's just offering a thing. It's not like you have to use this now.
3: Yeah. Perfect. yeah and
1: that's the way that we did the retreat as well, which is mm. like, you know, these aren't the tools, but these are tools that have helped us. Yeah. And so in periods of my life where I've had to go through detachment processes, where I've been letting go of a person or a thing or an experience or a job or a house, whatever it is, mm. um, this is the tool that I used to, to do that.
3: Yeah.
1: And it helps me. Yeah. So it yeah. may help
2: you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so i am asking so many questions that sort of like you're repeating the same answers because it's always the same things. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it it's funny. It comes from
1: thing, within, yeah. that's like the general answer. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
2: um, we've spoken about uh, the heart, but like when it comes to third eye activation, mm. what are some things that you've noticed that really help that intuitive sense or to get those visions or like, you know, something going on up there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 See, for me, I, my intuition and my like that presence is very on earth. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Virgo, I'm an earth body, yeah. human design, I'm like manifesting generators, still an earth body. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the exact same thing for me personally, which is the more you understand how to process your emotions and your, um, those things can, that can kind of clog up what I call the vessel, which is like your connection to your channel or to spirit or to the universe, yeah. um, the more you can clear out the dense energy off that, which is like heavy emotions, mm-hmm. traumas, bad experiences, Bad relationships, whatever it is, um, the more you clear that out, the more your energy rises, and then again, you'll get downloads on a higher frequency as well. Yeah. And for you, like you said, like the better you eat as well. Yeah, all time. these things, it's like the higher mm-hmm. your frequency, that's when it'll come in because that's what, how the chakras work is like really high frequency at the top.
3: Yeah.
2: It's down for me sometimes. Like, I normally get like really vivid dreams and like um, lucid dreams, after projection sometimes. Yeah. And if my diet's really, really clean, I have, like, more vivid meditations and I have a lot of visuals in my meditations. But then every now and then, randomly, like, if I have, like, a really disgusting day, like, yeah. eating desserts and that, I have, like, a really crazy spiritual experience. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, do I have to eat donuts for this experience?
1: it's weird.
2: It's weird.
0: But
1: yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's it. a sense of contentment that you get from that, which mm. raises your energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I've seen you know, I'd see new donuts
2: man, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> where
1: where are yeah. your donuts from?
2: Uh, well, I haven't had donuts in a very long time, oh. but um, I think it's it was. Time. You reckon it's time? It's time. I'm really trying to cut my sugar down. Oh. What, what are you, are you talking about? You had Turkish delight last night.
3: Don't <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Starting from last night, I felt guilty about
1: it. Today uh, is the day. <laughs> <laughs> life <ordered>. Today <laughs>
2: is the day. So, uh, no, but after I had the, all the toastal I was like in bed asleep. I'm like, wow, I really feel like shit.
3: <laughs>
2: like, I could mean, just feel like the gunk inside of me. Like, I'm like, wow, this is messed up. So, today was the day I, I would clean my diet up. And I've, I've done pretty well so far. Yeah, yeah. all in eight hours work.
1: That's good. <laughs> One uh, kombucha will sort it out
2: for okay. sure. Now, if you can go back and tell yourself something on your 18th or 21st birthday, oh. what would that be? Starting with your 18th.
1: Eighteenth was wild.
2: Yeah. Eighteenth
1: was a joint party with my brother, and mm. I was super stressed. And he was stressed. I was really stressed at a party. Yeah, but uh, like people tried to break in and stuff at the party. Yeah.
2: At the time of the
1: party. Yeah, and there's 120K wins that night, and it was just wild. like what's someone break it?
2: into a house when there's a party?
1: Oh, no, they weren't invited.
2: Like gay crashes. Oh, I feel yeah. like burglars trying to steal <laughs> oh, <no>, no. <laughs> something. Like, this, this, burglar, <laughs> like. <laughs> this
1: is not the time. This is not the time.
2: Gay crashes. Wow. Yeah, Were they, like, intimidating crashes. ones or just, like, drunk? No. Like, I Like, on? I knew
1: them, yeah. Oh, you knew them? Yeah.
2: That's awkward. Yeah, it was really How did you even know about this? How did they hear about this?
1: Through the other people at the
2: 120 people, Brian. Eh? that's so awkward yeah, 120 people so what did
0: you say
1: no, 120k wins oh, okay. like wild but yeah, there so was probably like 100 people there because my brother's aunt and mine so he's 21st to oh, okay. my team yeah.
2: yeah did you play sandstorms <laughs>
1: i don't think it was out there no one
2: 120k <laughs> wins <laughs> like- <laughs>
1: that would be wild
2: okay so what did you say to them okay. when they when rocked up these gate crashes
1: oh we like had to barricade the doors and stuff
2: so what they, wait these, are, these weren't ordinary they were like people that you knew yeah. They were trying to, like, oh, can I come in? They're like, no, no, we're, we're going to break they got in.
1: really drunk before. That is pathetic. They're little turds, yeah. And then they were just, like, trying to push through. And I'm like, this is my parents' house. What are you doing? Fuck. That's, yeah. that's anyway, disgusting. So, regardless anyway. of that. <laughs> yeah, you know I like to story. So, um, what would I tell my 18-year-old self? So, 18-year-old self is going first year uni. And I actually failed my first year of uni because I had no idea how to, like, study or Push myself.
2: What was the reason that you failed?
1: Because, well, it was functional anatomy, which the fail rate is like 60%. But mm. also, I think I bought into this reality where I was like, yeah, uni is just like parties and fun. And yeah. and like physio is not like that at all. Um, it? No.
3: No parties.
1: Mm, oh, I was parties. <laughs> there <It> was <laughs> lots of parties, but it's like yeah. you got to be on top of everything. Was it curtain? Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's that bar in curtain? you need a little tab there? Yeah, a tab, yeah. That's a good party there. They
1: do, yeah. Did you get what? a curtain?
2: I didn't. I just went to party. <laughs> so, I was like, "Yeah, I study uh, psychology." Like, I used to lie a lot. <laughs> Actually, um, I studied Endeavour,
3: but anyway. did
2: you? Yeah. yeah. What did you
3: study?
2: Nutrition.
1: Oh my god, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Same as Danielle.
2: Same as Danielle, but I didn't finish. Did she you know? I told her when we were like housemates for like three days. Yeah. Like, we, we talked I was about like, Endeavour. Yeah. Housemates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talked. But I just did my head in studying nutrition. I was like, "Damn!" Like, there's like PTs out there doing meal plans. I'm like. I'll just be a PT instead. <laughs> Six <laughs> weeks, forget about it, you know? Got the
1: system. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, 18-year-old. Yes, 18 18
2: years
1: old. Um, see, at that point in time, I was definitely like knew what my purpose was because of my like journey through physio. But I think it's more so at that age, I always used to wonder, imagine what it would feel like to be the person that people came to and you'd know what to say to
2: them. That, that was your dream?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. I wow, was like, okay. oh, my God,
1: imagine being that. Look at you now. I know. Imagine, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you just have answers. And now, That's like, pretty cool. oh, answers. So, you
2: manifested that. Yeah. yeah. That's you, know pretty, what, you know what's crazy? Yeah. When I was, like, 10 years old, I lived with my mum, And we, we were, like, pretty broke. We got our house was in Linwood. We got broken into, like, twice a year. Like, that was my Christmas present we got broken into. <laughs> and I was happy about it because I had, I had home and content insurance. Yeah. It's oh. so, like a claim shit. I didn't have oh, wow. for Christmas. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well, yeah, that was cool. I was Linwood that ghetto? Lynn was pretty ghetto. Well, when I was young, it was ghetto. In the 90s, it was pretty ghetto. Like, my okay. first day of school in Parkwood Primary, uh, um, this is year seven, because I was just starting, uh, there was a massive fight in the oval with these two girls, year nine, year nine girls. Like, and these girls weren't just fighting, like, a bit of slaps. They were, like, fucking brawling. Oh. Like, they were yelling, swearing. One girl, like, grabbed the other girl by a planet up in the back of her head over, reached over her head, pulled her down, <laughs> and just, boom, like, oh. Damn. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Damn, this is this is like my life now." This
3: is wild.
2: And then two weeks later from now, I was walking home from school, walking past limit High School, and some kid pulled a knife on my friend. How old were you? I was uh, twelve, and I was Jesus. like, "Well, what the fuck this is a knife, man?" Um, and then like I went to back to school the next day and told my girlfriend about it, and I was like,
3: "You had yeah. a girlfriend when you're 12 When I was
2: twelve, yeah. Five she'll she'll, she'll, okay. she'll yeah. say, she'll say, "Smoker." <laughs> <queen. laughs> <laughs> But I, but I didn't it was interesting I learned a lot in, in, in this ghetto school yeah. I went back to her and I told her about this event and I was like this is really fucked up right, like next I'm gonna, probably going to call my brother for backup just in case and I was like you yeah, when you talk shit I'm like yeah he'll bash him you know yeah. and then like apparently, apparently the guy who pulled the knife was her cousin <gasps> and then she told him no yeah and then the next day he comes, he comes to school like waiting for me with a paper clip folded out and oh. he comes and puts it at my throat he's like I oh, heard you talking shit about me and I was like Wait, no man he's like paper clip paper clip <laughs> folded out <laughs> folded up. Paperclip. Like, isn't it like shank me with a paperclip? <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is the, You can't make this shit up. He went from
3: knife to paperclip. He went from knife to paperclip.
2: I, I don't know, but I was like fucking shitting myself. This is a big fat like, guy, you know? And I was like, who the fuck dodged me in? And he's like, your brother's gonna bash me? Your brother's gonna bash me? And this shit. And I was like, bro, I never said that. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, nah, we're gonna ask Terry Ann. It's a chick's name, Terry And I was like, go ask her. And I go, see her in the distance, and she was like, trying to like <laughs> walk away, like don't look at me. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch!
3: Like, I love you. You
2: double me. <laughs> and, you know? and she's like trying to walk away, and then he- and then he- the guy's name's Brock, and he's just like trying to wave her in. like Hey, hey, come back here, come back. And he's like, you don't fucking move, off fucking decky, you. fucking decky. And I was like, I- I'm right here, bro. I'm not going anywhere. And like as soon as he gets halfway, I just fucking leg it. <laughs> Bolt. Yeah, I just legged about.
1: chasing
2: with this paper, paper. <laughs> <laughs> I get on my mom's. So I'm like fucking panting. I'm like trying to remember what happened. She's like, No, and I'm calling the police. I'm calling the school. Like she called everybody, like the fucking fire brigade and shit. So like this guy gets like um picked up by the cops, and then like the next day he comes yeah. and apologizes to me and all this kind of stuff. It was all good, but I don't know where I was going with this story.
1: Um,
3: this oh yeah. Order. Oh you ghetto. Like Chris ghetto house, knows, yeah. We, yeah. I was broke. Yeah.
2: Pretty pretty broke. And at the time, my dad <laughs> it <was> so wild. <laughs> could, yeah, my parents were divorced. So my dad he lives in a he, my dad lives in a granny flat on his mum's property. Like a little <clears> a little two by one granny flat that he that he built. He so built, like shit. he built like on his mum's yeah. property, you know? So that doesn't really scream wealth to yeah. you, considering he's fifty, you know? And I was like, you know what, fuck this, I don't want to be poor anymore. So I used to manifest, I used to I told myself, I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna have a house with a pool spa and a home theatre. That's what I wanted. So I had like photos of like pool spa home theater and I kept saying it to myself in my head and I was like, you know what? That's how I'm going to be. And um, two years later, maybe one and a half years later, my dad gets a new girlfriend, right? And then he's just like, oh, Brett, by the way, um, I've got a new girlfriend and we're buying a house. And I'm like, oh, cool, no worries. No worries. And he's, he's like, do you, you want to see the house? And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll go see the house. So I rock up to the house. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a freaking mansion on the... um. Como, foreshore, mm. like near, near the South Perth with a pool, spa and a home theater. And then another year later after that, my mom kicked my sister out. <laughs> they had an argument, kicked her out. And I was like, well, this is awkward. And my dad was like, actually, you guys just come and live with us. And I moved in with him and I was like, holy shit. Like, I've got didn't. a pool, spa and a home theater. Yeah. Shit. And I was like, thinking I was like, nah, maybe you're just a daddy's boy. But I was like, there's no way I would have known that. <laughs> considering he lived with his mom and he got any flat. Yeah, you you right, know right. what no. I mean? All no. of a sudden, he's got you this fucking mansion. Yeah, like leeching yeah. off
1: and like, Yeah.
2: But it just happened. And I, was, I B- think about it now, like years later, yeah. I'm like, damn, man, that's like. That's probably.
1: And I'll do
2: it again. Full <laughs> 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 stop.
1: Next podcast. is be in the spa. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: that'll be fucking epic. But anyway. Yeah. It didn't, you didn't finish your story about what you tell yourself or, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I saw the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know
1: where to go from there. <laughs> you can just take over yeah. it. Yeah. To be honest, I've Get to listen out, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is the bread show.
2: Uh, but what about <laughs> 21? 21. 21. We can fast forward to 21.
1: 21. So my 21st, I had a big party at a footy club. Footy club, eh? Yeah, where I was a physio. Um, Oh,
2: okay. You were qualified by then?
1: No, no, no. I was doing... 21. (laughs) I was
3: doing... Four years. (laughs) I
1: was doing sports training. So I was a club physio.
3: Okay, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But I invited probably... 120 people to that party.
2: Oh, wow. That's a popular, that's a big night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But
1: then, looking back now, I'm like, and keep your circle small. Like, just focus on the people that a
2: couple with of numbskulls in that in that group. <laughs> a, <couple of> ones. <laughs> a numbskulls in yeah. that group, like, yeah.
1: yeah if, you're, if you're out there, <laughs> that's why we're not friends. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, spend spend your energy on people that reciprocate your values, your love, your excitement your purpose Mm. and drive
3: yeah
1: um and you don't have to be going on the same like at the same pace but as long as you're on the same path that's the most important thing but i know that 20 year old version of me was definitely still trying to like people please and like be popular and like have heaps Mm. of people around and know everyone and be the person that knew everyone and yeah i just know that for me like none of that matters anymore
2: yeah what what sort of um broke through to you to get over that kind of the material world and the popularity yeah. of people pleasing? How do you break through that? Or what sort of like opened your mind to be like, what the fuck yeah. is this?
1: I think just like self, like inner contentment. Mm. And the more you like, yeah, feel fulfilled within yourself, the less you need any of those external things. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Wow. That's actually a much better story than mine. Look <laughs> at <Awesome. laughs> <laughs> My 21st, right? My dad went away on holiday with his new girlfriend, and I was at home by myself for six weeks, and I was like, fuck it, I'm doing my 21st, six weeks early, because it's my opportunity, to bring all these people to my house. One of my friends, like, just yaks in my spare bedroom, all on the floor, I'm like, bro, you're gonna clean that. You're gonna fucking clean it, you know? So I'm not gonna clean it, it's my fucking birthday. And anyway, and then like, in the morning, at like 6 a.m., I hear like the gate opening, and he couldn't, the gate was locked, so he jumped over the fence, and like, he fell, and like, rolled like, to his car, and drove away really quickly, I'm like, "What the fuck's he in such a hurry for? Look like back in the spare room, there's like his vomit still there. Oh. i that like, no, piece oh. of shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but
2: like, I was very much in that same phase of like people pleasing, doing big parties, like just trying to like be some kind of Jersey Shore person. Yeah, like you know? the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the man.
3: Yeah. And
2: like, I remember once I went to this club and um, I bought a pill from one of my friends. You know the guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good man. But like this, whatever this thing was, was just messed up. It was just crazy. like. I started tripping out, like where I walked into the club, and then like all of a sudden everything was black. I couldn't see anything. Like I could see nothing.
1: Pectic.
2: Just gone. I'm like, what the hell? And then like only could see only certain things, like my friend's face or the dance floor. Like flashes. Yeah, and then the vision my vision comes back, and then like I hear this voice in my head talking to me, like the distinct voice from my own voice, telling me to analyze people in the club. He's like, just have a quick look at this person. What do you think of him? And I'm like, yeah, all right. I was like. Um, he seems like a bit of a loser. <laughs> I was like, he probably spends all his time at nightclubs. He's pretty, he looks very lost and confused. I don't know what he's doing. He's
1: staring in the mirror. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. This <yeah>, yeah. <laughs> is where it's gone. He's like, he like spending his life at the club. He's got no life. He's just like lost in this fantasy. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's you. Oh. And I was like, ah. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God. God.
2: And like all this is going on and like um
3: oh, God. my friend
2: next to me, like dancing with this, dancing with this chick. But like this chick's like this chick was his stalker for so long. Oh. You know what I mean? And she was like stalking him and then like she was so happy that
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, like, this gone, girl was gone, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone, and my
2: friend gone. was like dancing with her, but he had this fucking face on. I like, you know the we had this face like, we pulled the boy's face. The boy's this face, face. Yeah. It was on, like a trolling face and he was like looking oh, no. <laughs> yeah. at me.
3: Oh, <laughs> and
2: she was smiling so happy and I was like, Holy oh. fuck, that is so funny. <laughs> so I'm like so laughing, so awesome. watching that, but having that same dialogue in my head, like yeah. doing two things at once.
1: Yeah. Like just
2: so and then I walk outside and need to fucking have some air. and I'm looking up at the stars and then, like, I can see all the stars and I saw, like, these little bits of light connecting the stars. Mm. And this voice is telling me, is like, this universe, this whole entire universe, is this a um, macro scale of your brain and the neurons are connecting and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And, like, as you look out, this also becomes your mind and your mind is one. It's giving me all this, all this stuff. And I'm like, fuck, man. Sounds like, like a
1: really good pill. Well, the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it was a good pill, but, like, the feeling I had. At the time when yeah, I was on course, this pill, was course. like, "You're crazy." You're anxiety, insane. paranoia, yeah, yeah anxiety, yeah. paranoia, all this stuff, and I was like, "Fuck, this is insane!" Like, and I was like preparing like to call up my dad and be like, "Look, dad, I'm, <laughs> I'm checking into Greylands. Like, <laughs> I'm not coming like, home." Like,
1: it literally sounds like a schizophrenic state completely.
2: <laughs> a schizophrenic state, yeah. But it was yeah. it was good and bad. Yeah. But that after that point on, I couldn't go clubbing anymore. Yeah. Like me and my friend had the same experience on it, and we're going clubbing the next couple <laughs> couple of weeks, and we're like having a bit of weed, and we're just walking in the club. We walked in the club, and like. There was this chick who was like fucked up on drugs and she's like this, and I I had like a a suit on. And she comes up to me, looks at me in the face, and she just slaps my face. What? Why? And I was like, what the
3: fuck is this? People are fucked. Yeah. She
2: was just cooked. But then, like, I took it as a sign. I'm like, I walk out the club and I'm starting to see everything, and I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't club anymore.
1: Yeah. It's gone. It's gone.
2: (laughs) That voice is just like, this is you, you're
1: sad.
2: Exactly, yeah. Well, I hate to say that it's the drug that was the catalyst, but like, oh, it would be. Maybe maybe it was.
1: what was that from your 21st? What, what would you um, tell yourself, your 21-year-old 20, self? I'd go back? Yeah.
2: I'd probably be that chicken, and be like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did, but like, you know? <clears throat> no, nah, I, I, um, I would probably say invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair. True,
2: um, true, And I'll handle the rest.
1: don't
3: end it, yeah? yeah.
2: That's very fair. <laughs> That's
0: very
1: fair. Yeah. What would you tell you? What do you have a story for your twenty first?
0: Oh, what was my twenty first? Um no, pretty underwhelming, man. I'd Never, done, never done anything for my birthday, ever. I think. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, I've never done anything for my birthday. I think.
1: You didn't even know what day your birthday was this year. You were like, yeah, it was a Saturday, and you're like that maybe was Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this is, it's just never been an important day, I guess. In our, in our family, okay. yeah. So it's, we never celebrated it, and it's never been, like, something that we, like, made a big deal. Yeah. So it just kind of stuck, out. I was just like, yeah, okay. whatever, it is, whatever it is, what it is.
1: What about yeah. your 21-year-old self? What were you like when you were 21?
0: What was, like, what was I like was 21? Um, those I was festival men- days, Yeah, those hardcore festival sure. days. Um, big time stoner. Yeah, big time stoner. Like mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was pretty sure at that point I was, like, easily seshing every day for, like,
2: Bro, you were like the oh, ultimate Yeah, he, he, he could fall asleep holding a bong in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and the bong is like, yeah, It's
3: It's
2: just like, Holy shit. like, how are you doing this? Like, and like, you can never move him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's still it's so heavy, there, bro. It's like, fuck, yeah. can't leave him there, dude. Like, <laughs> we go home, like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't wake him up, it does yeah, do
0: it. Yeah, dude. Nah. <laughs> the, the, those are like days or like, I think, um, I think that I had a lot of going on, like internally, but I just, I just didn't want to deal with it. I was like, okay, mm. I'm just gonna smash guns. Smash guns. Mm. Yeah, so I did like, so that was that was my escape. Like, wake up, go to work, finish work, and then just come back and research. Yeah. yeah. Um. So any
3: advice?
0: I, any advice to my 21 year old self? Um. Invest in Bitcoin.
1: You can't <laughs> use his one. You can't use his.
0: <laughs> um, uh, um, it is a good one i think, any advice more to anyone else, yourself? um I don't, I don't know i think
1: you will yes, have your dad you, one day. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, um no no i, I think it would have been like take <clears> a step <throat> back and just reflect what's going on
3: mm.
0: yeah i think that would that, that would have been my advice to myself yeah, yeah what's really going on like Take a step back and kind of reflect on what's going on yeah
3: yeah
0: there's more there's a reason why you're using weed as an escape figure it out yeah yeah yeah
1: but it's like yeah it's like it's not having those tools hey
0: yeah it'd be exactly just never had those tools so never really took the time to kind of
2: reflect on it yeah Mm.
1: yeah
2: yeah one more question yeah what's like the biggest moment for you that's most memorable oh god the most memorable moment in a good way the retreat the retreat? The
1: okay. retreatment. man. Yeah, something just, else.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> my brain cells. Um, I'm sorry, you're the retreat. I feel the hate in your eyes, like, fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what else has happened to The most joy. Mm. Mm. I would say starting my business, mm. and it was much more than like a business or anything, it was more me standing in my truth. Mm. Um, And fully embracing it and knowing that I'm not going to be doing things the same way as like every other physio out there or every other clinician out there. But I'm really like forging my own path. Yeah. Yeah. And like there was the open, what was it? Yeah, it was like the launch of my business. But there was, we did, we had a big night and like all the other big businesses, there was like four or five people that came like family and friends and stuff. Mm. And I had, I think it was like 90 people come. and. Yeah, I did like a speech at it and I was just so grateful and I was just like all of my favorite people at that time, like in that room,
3: yeah.
1: um, just there to like wish me well and to fill that space with their energy as well, which is just Beautiful.
2: incredible. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. can we recap? What are those six questions again?
1: Yes, definitely. The six definitely. questions. Yeah. Um, should I explain a trigger first because then it leads on to that or do you just want the six questions? Um just really quick
3: yeah well,
1: yeah yeah so the reason why these questions are used basically is because when we go through something that's been really like painful or uncomfortable or traumatic in the past when we go through something in the future that mimics that experience mm. we don't only feel the pain and the emotion of the first time but it's every time we've unconsciously thought about it since so that's that emotional trigger that rush that like mm. overdrive kind of feeling or shutdown. and so that's why these this is where these questions come in and they help us to kind of dive in, pull out the weed, plant something new, and then come out. And that's where we can start to make that little dirt road into more of a freeway mm. kind of situation. Nice. So first question, do you want me to just like
2: yep, say all of, all,
1: all of them Ooh, or do you yeah. want me to explain them as I go?
2: Um, say them and explain them. Okay, Yeah.
1: cool. So first question is what is coming up for me and how am I feeling? So this is where we start to tune into our emotions, of mm. course and our heart space, um, really important that you write down, like, all the feelings. So feeling like I'm not good enough, like I have doubts and fears and uncertainties, and, like, Mm. there's so many people out there that are better than me. Whatever it is, get really, really, really specific. Okay? Um, That is going to be the access point into your subconscious mind. Second question is, when in my life have I felt like this before? And so this is where we tie the current experience, where the trigger has come up, to that past experience, and there will be many times in your life where you have likely felt like that, mm. but it's basically allowing your subconscious mind to open up a memory or like one of those little memory banks where it's stored, mm. and when you're in a really calm state, something will just come straight away, like in that first podcast, yeah. you were like, a memory came and you're like, I've not thought about this for like ages and ages, um, and so that'll that's when all of that emotion will come up, and it's important to let yourself feel the emotion as well. Mm. Yep. The third question is Is this the exact same as that experience? And it's not a trick question. The answer is always no. And that is to shut off the neurochemistry, so like all little chemicals in your brain, mm. um, from producing the backlog of emotion as well, so that you can handle this one thing in this moment in time. Yeah. Yep. After that, <clears throat> the next one is. Where is the opportunity to grow and to pull my power back into myself? And so with these past experiences, they're basically the way I see them are like, they're experiences where our power has been plugged into unconsciously for a long period of time and it still has been plugged into that and so we can drain our energy into that without even realizing. And so this is basically pulling that plug out and bring it back into you. So um, usually it's the flip off the emotions that you're feeling and that experience. So it's knowing that my worth comes from within myself and I'm worthy of love with and without everything. And it's up to me to dictate that as well. It's not up to anyone else. Yeah. The next question is what is one thing I can implement right now to shift this feeling? So this is again, how we make that little dirt road a little bit more of a proper road. Mm. And it's by having immediate action as well. And building that trust within yourself so if it is something about doubt or fear uncertainty um, perhaps writing down yeah like an action step like I'm going to make that phone call Mm -hmm. or I'm going to send that message or whatever it is yeah yeah sign up for that program whatever Um, and last little bit at the bottom is is there a conversation I need to have with someone as to how we can move forwards Or, yeah, just understand each other on a deeper level. Mm. And so that conversation does come really important when it is obviously like an interpersonal thing that's come up. um, And it's always expressing your needs through love.
3: Mm.
1: It's not saying this is what you did to me and blame and shame and guilt. It's just saying, hey, this is what came up for me from that thing that happened. Um, I know that it's probably not your intentions that that happened, but just so that you know why I reacted the way I did or why I felt the way I did. Mm. That's it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a rewiring process.
3: Yeah, I think we'll we <coughs> end it there, right? Yeah. That a beautiful ending. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful.